kind of in keeping with the the kind of line of thought about salvation, we're gonna this week we're gonna take one that's it's a cliche, but it's a question cliche, which is um, how do we want to phrase it? Do you have you? I think I've always heard it as have you. Have you? Yeah. Which, would you like to yeah. share one of Or maybe it's maybe it's do you? Do you? It's do you? Yeah. Okay. Let's see if you've heard this before. Have you ever heard do you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? You ever heard that? Do you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Raise your hand if, you, if you've heard that. Some people have. Yeah, that's good. So, um, yeah, it's usually a, a question that you ask. Well, we, we can discuss what it means, but um, somebody that, that you don't know very well or somebody that you, you kind of want to see if they're Christian or not, maybe. Uh, do you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Because there's also, have you accepted? I think that's where I'm Oh, yeah, have you accepted Jesus? Then we could also have Yeah. Have you accepted him? Maybe the same. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. in line. It's, it's, right. it's, it's not Church of Christ? Uh, no. Cliche. No. No, it's not. It's more of a general... you got to get baptized. You that's not what that means. <laughs> yeah. 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 Who would you say have you been baptized? I still have heard it, though. Sure. It's kind of just evangelical and Christian yeah. speak, I would say. Yeah. Which church is that? I think I've seen it on billboards. Yeah, yeah, billboards. <laughs> so I, I think it might be helpful to at least frame it like what this typically means. I think you're right, but it's typically a way of asking, are you a Christian? But it also, the way I think traditionally the what it's implied is something like, I think the emphasis is on the personal, which is that. Basically, it's asking, is Jesus more to you than just like some abstract concept or just some sort of morality that you perform? Have you does this personally mean something to you? Right? Mm-hmm. Is that kind of what you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I take it as a way of you know how in a I guess maybe this is becoming less and less true, but Christianity kind of is on the is in, in the U.S. Christianity is kind of on the surface of lots of people would call themselves Christian. But this question saying, but do you really live it out? Mm-hmm. Do you really know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior? Or are you just kind of going through the motions? Like, And especially I think about certain denominations. I know Catholicism gets this rap a lot. I'm not trying to say that this is the way all Catholics are by any stretch. But, you know, if you're Catholic, you, know, you just kind of, especially in some parts of our country, that's kind of how you're raised. You go to the Mass, but it doesn't really, you live just like everybody else, and it doesn't really affect what you do uh, beyond just the traditional Catholic things. Um, and so it became a way of, of, of finding out if people really are living it out. Is he really your Lord and Savior, or is it just a surface part of what you believe. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I think as we break up, it'll be, you know, as you talk about this phrase, I mean, there are some, there are a lot of interesting words <coughs> that are worth discussing. And so, uh, don't miss the opportunity as you're talking to really examine the phrase and what the phrase is saying, because there's a lot that it is saying, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, 
some good and maybe some not so good. So think about how you might answer the question maybe yourself. Sure. If somebody were to ask you, is there some part of that you would like to parse out? Um, and then also, if you were to ask somebody just at Starbucks that, you know, if you asked them this, what do you think they would think? Or how would they respond to it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's do our group thing. Please have your brain new. Discuss yeah. with the four or five, six people around you. Choose a brave spokesperson. Yeah, I need a spokesperson. Thank you. 
Folks, person, <laughs> so tell us what you talked about. Um, so I grew up in a Baptist church, and um, so I've heard this saying a lot, like by the preacher, before someone's baptized, and like I just feel like it's a very like 
blanket statement of an invitation, kind of, um, like an introduction to an invitation, like, do you know Jesus is your personal Lord and Savior, like, are you willing to, like, commit to that relationship with him and let him, like, work through you, um, kind of, so that's always how, like, I viewed it, and we also talked about how, um, it's very important that they use the words Lord and Savior, um, because in different parts of Christianity, um, there have been, like, sections where it's, like, hellfire and brimstone, like, Savior, 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 and then, like, more, like, Lord, like, He's so good, like, all those kind of things, and I really think it's a balance, um, and He works in both of those things, so that's kind of what we Cool. Good. Very good. Any other comments before we move on from this? So you mentioned that it's at a baptism. Is it about the person getting baptized, or is it using, the preacher using that to say if there's others here who want to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, this would be It would be like, he would like ask the, the person being baptized, and then there would be an invitation later that would ask like the general congregation if anyone else like was wanting to agree. Yeah. Cool. Next group. <laughs> this is where you talk. Uh-huh. So we talked a little bit about the relationship between like this phrase and then how, like in the Church of Christ, we kind of associate that directly with baptism. Um, and so we talked a lot about how, if you kind of like, because I don't mean to like say anything bad about the Church of Christ, because like the Church of Christ, but we kind of assume um, that that's like when your Christian walk starts. Like, oh, you were baptized and now you're a Christian. Um, but we talked a lot about like how children, like I grew up in the Church of Christ and I called myself a Christian before I got baptized. Um, and then like whenever people do start studying the Bible or they do like accept, okay, I really do buy into this Jesus thing. If they don't get baptized that exact minute, like they're still considered Christian. And so kind of using this, um, like outside of the Church of Christ or outside of like sects of Christianity that believe strongly in baptism and believe that that is a necessary part of salvation. Um, this, I think, is usually seen, like, especially in non-denominational churches, it's like, oh, are you a Christian? Like, it's synonymous right. um, together. But in those churches that are heavy on baptism, it is more like, this is synonymous with baptism. Um, yeah, and so talking a little bit about the distinction between, like, your Christian, well, like, Baptism is an act in your salvation that we do believe is necessary, but like that's not you aren't only a Christian the second you get baptized. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about those distinctions. Okay, that's very good. All right, next group. Whoever was next, yeah. Is that a, was that one group back, back there? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we talked a bit about how um, the word personal in that sentence is kind of important, you know, as opposed to just knowing that Jesus is a Lord and Savior, knowing him as their own personal Lord and Savior is kind of a different thing. Uh, the problem that we, or that, yeah, that we talked about was that it is so formal, and it's the sort of thing that one would imagine a stereotypical Christian, you know, maybe going from door to door saying, usually moments before the door shuts in his face. <laughs> um, most, in my experience, atheists or agnostics or whatever would be immediately turned off by this, maybe because they see being Christian as seeing them just as, you know, an opportunity to proselytize. Um, 
not really do much with that whole side and just sort of get to know them first. So mm -hmm. uh, ironically, it may actually be too impersonal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. I like that. Oh, good. All right. <laughs> Next group right here. Yeah. No? <laughs> <laughs> um, we also want to talk about how at least some of us want this a little bit more small. I think that it's because of like we're not we're not um, some of us hadn't heard it very much when we were younger and others of us have. Um, so like we thought it was kind of impersonal, maybe a little bit judgmental in a way, even like subtly, but not always. Um, we thought it kind of asked the question like, do you have a relationship with God? And that might be a less kind of harsher impersonal way of asking the same, a similar kind of question. Um, so that's we kind of figured that. We also thought that um, do you know Jesus? Using do you know instead of have you accepted sounds a little bit more um, questioning, like in a I want to hear your answer kind of way versus like I need you to say yes or no. Um, <laughs> so we talked a lot about like, whether it's kind of harsh or whether it's just kind of a question. It's good. Thank that you. reminds me, I've, I heard a preacher named Tony Campola. I don't know if you guys, he used to be famous. Well, he's still famous. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the common phrase used to be, do you know Jesus, as a way to evangelize somebody. But he, he said he changed it in his own personal practice to, do you love Jesus? That's the question. And he actually asked Bill Clinton that one time. Uh, he said he was in a handshake line with Bill Clinton. He said, I'm going to ask him if he loves Jesus. And uh, Bill Clinton said, I'm trying. Yeah. We, we tend to think Bill, slick willy liar. But he was trying. I mean, he I said you. We. I yeah. say we. I look yeah. at you. <laughs> <laughs> not, not me. <laughs> okay, this group. Is this one group or is this two groups? Okay, so this group here. Um, we also talked about like it's connection with baptism, and it's, it's usually asked this question right before you're baptized, um, which kind of painted as this all-in or all-out kind of answer, um, which is a very high-stakes question to ask someone, especially if that's the first question they're asking. Um, so it's it's really contextual, depending on, or its effect is very contextual. Um, and then additionally, we talked about like the lack of flexibility to answer this question. Um, they painted it as a yes or no, all-in or all-out. Um, whereas I think our I don't know if this is a generational thing or if it's just like a specific demographic um, denomination kind of thing. Um, but we talked about saying like, like Maddie was talking about different people playing the label of Christian and maybe like they have different levels of that. But then that following question like, okay, like, tell me about your faith. Where is it at? Where have you come from? Just allowing more for the person to come through in their story. Um, because that tells you a whole lot more about what they view Jesus as than the yes or no answer to the question. Sure, sure. Good. Okay. This front group here. Um, we kind of talked about that same thing, like just that it's a very, um, like, it's not a very open-ended question, like that there's two answers to it, and it's like, what is your response going to be like a very defensive response? Like, is it going to be like, should and like all these facts about that or like whatever you're talking about like if you really want to like draw somebody closer to Jesus like this question might not be the best way to go about it especially depending on like are they like where 
good. Song, but I can't remember the exact song, but 
that, that just is what I notice about this is that we can too often just make our Christianity about if I'm saved or not and and not talk about how it affects uh, you know that I've even heard preachers say if you were the only person who ever lived Jesus God still would have sent Jesus to die for you has anybody else heard that yes. I mean, I think it's something preachers say and I'm preacher type because we want you to feel like God really loves you and, and I want to say yeah that's true but I think he had bigger plans in mind than just you and you and Jesus it's, it goes bigger than that the other thing about this that I think is really essential is um, several of you mentioned that this seems kind of like a guilt invoking statement and I in my own faith life have found that I got to a point where I felt sort of I don't know, I think I had this sort of reactionary, I was tired of the guilt that I felt for the sins in my life, like this sort of, I think, you know what it was? I had just seen the movie The Passion of the Christ, and then you've seen it, and I remember having this really strange, like, kind of visceral reaction to that, like, man, I didn't ask for all this. I didn't ask to be created, I didn't ask to be created as a sinner, and now this has happened, I'm supposed to feel this overwhelming guilt, and I don't feel it, and I was just sort of angry. And it's a, yeah, I'm just being honest with you. Um, but at that point in my life, I had, I had been thinking so much in terms of personal Lord and Savior. I think it was later when I, when I started kind of, I think I was encountering a lot of thinking that helped me expand my sense of salvation to something cosmic, something broader than me, something broader than the church, something that's encompassing the whole world. And it felt less like this guilt that was set upon me and more like, this is actually kind of a cool, exciting thing that I've been allowed to join, which is a paradigm shift for me. Instead of a, okay, I've got to get this right because Jesus died for me and I'm such a terrible person, it was more like, oh, so I have to do some work, some pretty hard work to become the sort of person who can have a dynamic relationship with God. But that's different than saying, I'm a wretched sinner, I've got to do all this stuff to make sure that I'm worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus would have done, even if I were the only one, you know, so it can be incredibly freeing, I think, and kind of enlivening for our faith to realize it's not just for me personally. It's actually a lot bigger than me, a lot bigger than just my friend circle. That's what George just said. Yeah. 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 On, on the positive side of this, um, and we talked about this in our Story of Jesus class, which I have. Um, somebody, somebody turn to 1 Timothy 4, verse 10. Can you read that for us? And those are just bonus verses up there. <laughs> we probably won't get to those. It's just free, free time. Yeah, 410. 